I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Hey, Casey, I am so excited to have you here. Um, and I, I, I did tell you this before we started recording, but to see you on the computer and it say Cassie, my name, which is K-A-S-S-I-E, and to see Casey, which is K-A-S-I-E, it's really funny when I, when you um, first signed up to be on the podcast, I was like, I wonder if we have the same name, mm. but like if it's the same. So um, you are from Canada and you live in Mexico and you have a hotel and like, I, I believe it's an organic kitchen, lots of children, you're homeschooling. Um, fill us in on all of those things. My kids will probably come in at one point, even though I told them that I'm recording and they can't come in, but just a warning. Oh, no, that's perfect. So I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and I currently live in between Holbox in Mexico, which is in the state of Quintana Roo, and Tizimín, Yucatán on our ranch. So we have an online organic grocery store, which we do delivery across the two states. And then last year, we opened an organic restaurant on Holbox, and we have a small hotel on Isla Mujeres, and we're building another one right now. Oh my gosh. I, so I got on your website for your hotel and it is beautiful. And then I've seen some behind the scenes. You also have, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a lifestyle brand. Um, you have a YouTube channel. I watched uh, a couple episodes of your YouTube channel. Um, working on the YouTube. I've been slacking lately just because time is not on my side right now. Um, but yes, the idea is that we will be posting consistently on YouTube. Oh, that's amazing. So I, how did you get from Canada to Mexico? So I came to Mexico in 2005, no, 2004 in January on vacation with my dad, met my husband. And then I moved back later that year. We were nothing. Like we just hung out for a week. Um, and then I moved back later that year, lived here for three months before we got married. And then we moved back to Canada on and off for 10 years. And then eight years ago, actually today, we decided to move to Mexico permanently. Oh my gosh. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. My memory (laughs) just popped up on Facebook. Oh, that's amazing. Um, And I will say you like briefly mentioned this in a YouTube um, uh, episode, but I have to know, you said you ran over your- I did. So we were on Isla Mujeres and my- father and a friend of his and I were on a moped and we were just scootering around the streets and Victor walked across the street, which you will have seen on the YouTube episode that we fight about all the time, which street corner it was. Obviously I'm right. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. It was a major, we just bumped into him and then we kind of like crossed eyes and it was, I know this sounds so stupid, but I was like, oh, I like you. <laughs> oh, nice. I love that. Um, so how do you go? Okay. So you fall in love, you get married, um, really quickly. Um, and how does that grow into like, what are your backgrounds? Like how do you, how did now you have all of these businesses and are thriving from what I can tell? I feel like we both just have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I like barely passed high school. School was never something that I enjoyed to this day. I kind of take little courses here and there, but I'm really, really ADHD and have a super difficult time focusing And I feel like my superpower is delegation. So I'm constantly, even like all of my staff, I make decisions and they're like, okay, sit on it for a few days. And I'm like, no, I swear. And then three days later, I'll be like, no, actually I've changed my mind. So (laughs) I feel like I've just 
fit into this role as CEO perfectly. And then Victor works alongside with me. He doesn't really have an official role in the businesses, but he kind of just does everything. So are, whenever you found the hotel, tell me about that. Do you have background, um, like, did you ever work at another hotel? Have you always dreamt of having one? Like, how did that No, and I've worked in customer service and hospitality my entire life. So I've worked in restaurants. I've worked not in a hotel. I worked uh, in a restaurant that was inside of a hotel. And honestly, I never wanted to have a hotel. I never wanted to have a restaurant. <laughs> I never, like, after all of that, I was like, it's bullshit. I don't like this. I don't want to do it. And it just kind of happened. We built this apartment complex on Isla Mujeres, which we never intended to turn into an Airbnb or a hotel. It was just meant to be long-term rentals. Isla Mujeres has a great market for that, but it just didn't rent. I don't know what happened, if it was just not a great time, but we had it listed on all of the local pages and trying to find long-term tenants and it didn't happen. So I put it on Airbnb and we slowly made mistakes and seeing what the guests wanted and what their complaints were, we kind of turned it into this really successful small hotel. Oh, that's really cool. It has, it looks beautiful there. Um, I was, I'm like, do I need to go on vacation there? You do. Yeah. Um, so oh, you have the hotel and it, I know you said you're expanding, but before the expansion came uh, a food delivery service and now a restaurant, where did that come from? So we were already building the second hotel, but pandemic came. So our oh, really man. successful hotel went from making a bunch of money and it's honestly now it's a really easy business. I do nothing. I have a cleaning lady who's full-time and I have a reservations manager and that's it. So they only call me if they have issues. Um, so imagine having this really successful hands-off business and then all of a sudden pandemic hits and it's like, okay, what are we going to do now? So we have a small farm and we've been raising horses and we started raising cattle for fun. I say for fun because we have nothing, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're attempting to raise regenerative cattle. So we're not, we don't use pesticides. We don't use fertilizers. We do kind of this holistic, um, I can't think of the English word, but it's like a holistic style ranching. And so that's where the grocery store stemmed from. It was like, okay, we have this product and it could really work in this market. And we decided to launch the online grocery store during pandemic to be able to support local farmers and to be able to deliver groceries to people who were not able to get out of their homes. So whenever you did that, did you, did you know what you were doing or I love this about you that where you're just like, I think I'm just going to do it. I do. I just do things. I had no idea what I was doing. And to this day, we recently, we just took a decision when we started on the little market on Holbosch, we also started selling wholesale fruits and vegetables to restaurants. And I realized this past week that that just wasn't aligned with our vision and the profit was too small and it was just taking up too much time and energy. So I've just decided that was one of the things they've recently said, think about it, please, before we make any big moves. Um, I'm, I, I just figure things out. So I'll decide we're going to do this and we'll figure it out along the way. And we usually do. So now in hindsight, I think that I should really map things out a bit more prior to making decisions, but we're literally just stumbling our way in. But what's the fun in that? What's the fun mm -hmm. in like I knowing mean, exactly which direction you're going? Only the for this last mistake, I'll call it a mistake and, and it'll be a great thing to learn from, but it cost me a lot of money and a lot of time oh. and a lot of energy. So I definitely, yeah, normally it works out, but in this last situation, I was like, mm, I'm kind of kicking myself. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, so there's, um, I don't know if you've ever heard, she's a content creator. Her name's Elise Myers. No. And um, she says that she has the, how hard could it be, Jean? Okay. Where she just thinks like, how hard could things be? I can do whatever I want. Like, I don't yeah, know anything much. about it. 
how hard could it be? I agree. I, I feel like you have that same gene. I definitely do. I'm like, we could do it. And then I'm constantly branching out. And we're going to do this tomorrow. Even my marketing director sometimes is like, okay, so no, let's just stick with what we're doing right now and not pull out any new ideas. So you're, it seems like you have a lot of staff. Tell me about that process and what that's been like. Um, a lot of the people that I know, like in my network, you know, we're all, we're all in it by ourselves, like trying to learn how to scale and when to hire and when not to hire. So what's that been like for you? It's hard. And I feel like I jump to hire, which most people wait. And Mm. I'm just really, really, I feel like I go with my gut feeling. I hire based on our values. So if I get the vibe that you're hardworking and you'll fit in with the company, because we're we're a business, but at the end of the day, I'm always making decisions based on my values and I have some pretty strong values. And so one downfall I can say that I don't do is I don't fire fast enough based on values. So, you know, you always get the feeling that this isn't working and lots of times I'll drag it on just because I've already delegated and I, and I love delegating. So I've already delegated to you and I know that it's not working, but I'm like, maybe it will work out and it usually doesn't. If I know that it's not going to work, I should just make that decision. Yeah, that's fair. So Whenever you, did you hire, so you said you're quick to hire. Are you talking like before it's pre-revenue? Like what, cause you know, as a entrepreneur myself, my fear is like, where's that money come from? Like, how am I going to pay everybody else's bills? Um, so where does, how does that work for you? In the grocery store business, definitely hire too soon. But in the same breath, because we branched into such a big business right now, I can't be everywhere. So when we opened up the restaurant, it was like we needed more hands because it just wasn't happening. And at the end of the day, that business that I'm scaling, like I've created this monster that I want to grow in this brand new market that's not quite ready for the model. And so I have to be throwing money at it to make it work, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That that makes sense. And with the second hotel, what are the um, like, tell me more about that. How did you decide to expand? Did you like stumble upon a location that you knew would be great? Were you looking? What were you We did when we I think maybe four or five years ago, we sold the rest of our businesses and land in Canada. And we just instantly invested in land in Mexico. So all of our money was sitting in land and we kept a little bit in the bank for that. And we just got some really good deals. We bought a few properties on Isla Mujeres. We bought a couple properties on Holbosch. And we just kind of looked for good location, good deals, and what we could see us building something on. Oh, that's really, really smart of you. What were you doing in Canada before you moved? Like, what businesses were you selling there? We, I inherited my father's janitorial company, and he had a small complex of industrial warehouse spaces. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so like you, you've been around entrepreneurs, like your dad was an entrepreneur. So my you, dad, that my must be where you get it. Uh, everyone is. an. Oh, wow. Wow. How are your kids? Are they, um, are they into it or are they kind of like mom do your thing? No, like, they oh, are. Wow. And I feel like now I can see all the different personalities start to pop out. So I know that not all of them will probably follow in the same direction that I am. But with this whole unschooling thing, because I don't really school them. It's not really homeschooling. So we work on some English, some math, some Spanish, your basic things that you need to get through life. Um, And then I just try and find jobs that work with them. So my 10-year-old is obsessed with customer service. And I always say that he's going to be my replacement. And he'll like (laughs) stand on the street and bring in customers. He'll waiter. He loves to till. Um, My 12 year old, I forget their ages. My 12 year old, he's been working in cashier lately and he enjoyed working in the warehouse, weighing the fruits and vegetables. My oldest tried his hands in social media and content creation and video. So we just kind of see, you know, if they want to learn something, we're more than willing to hand that over to them. 
Um, are they, so are you hiring out for your editing for YouTube or? I am, yeah, I hate editing and my oldest son was going to do it and he just, he wasn't consistent enough for what I needed. So I. They look great. So whoever you're paying to do it, like they're killing it. So so I was like, yeah, like your, your first video out of the gate. Cause you know, like normally when somebody's getting started, you expect like the the first couple videos to be a little wonky and you're like, oh, like they'll outgrow this as they get their groove. And I was really impressed by the the videos that I was able to watch. And um, I definitely think that uh, you're you're definitely like on the professional path. I'm excited uh, to I followed you on like all the platforms. Oh, so thank that I could, you. I could keep up. But um, so talk to me about how you manage the unschooling part of it. Is it just that you integrate them into your everyday? Is that, is that yeah, the message? And I feel I, like, so, well, let me, sorry, go back. How many kids do you have? Five. And what are their age ranges? So they're all boys and the oldest is 17. The next one will be 15 next week. The next one is 12, I think. <laughs> I think he's 12. And the next one's 10 and the next one's eight. Okay. Um, so how do you manage their education and how you integrate it with your business? So we kind of don't, I feel like I constantly kick myself that I'm not doing it right. And that we should be doing more schooling. Um, and maybe we should try it this way and maybe we should try it that way. But at the end of the day, I feel like recently I've come to terms with the fact that it's okay. All kids learn at different um, paces. Not everyone's the same. My mom comes down a few times a year and she's an early education teacher. So she helps just with the basics of that. And that was kind of a big part of the decision of leaving the wholesale business in Holbosch because it was just taking up so much of my time and energy. And so I want to be able to spend time more with that, with the kids. I want to travel more. And that hasn't been happening this past year because of that business. So it just wasn't really aligned with the company's values and more importantly with my values and what I want for my family. Yeah. Let's talk about your values. Throw, throw them at me. Tell me, tell me where you land and where like, when you're hiring, when you're making these decisions for your family, what are the values that are at the forefront? So for us, I feel like one of the biggest things is initiative. Like I really need people who are just going to come on board and take things into their own hands. I never hire people with experience. I'm not against hiring people with experience. Um, but I have no problem with people kind of learning along the way with us, which I feel like at some point I am going to need to hire someone kind of bigger, maybe with a degree to take on certain positions within the business. Um, team player is super, super important. We're a very, I mean, I feel like it's just the same with my family. I run my businesses like a family. So there's never going to be someone like I'll be in there washing dishes. I've been covering kitchen recently. We had to let some staff go because of the slow season. And our manager was like, we're going to close the day she's off. Right. And I was like, no, we never close. (laughs) Don't be, that's ridiculous. Um, team player initiative, and I need like to have my values written down right beside me so I can see them. <laughs> Ask this question. Like you just know them, right? Like it's just like you're the core of your being. So you're like, I don't really need to like define them. I do, I I do have them are. like in a manual for our staff sure. and our SOPs. But I feel like you can just get the feeling. Like if someone walks into my business, every single staff member, whether you speak English or not, or French or Spanish or whatever language the customer speaks, you all need to turn around and make them feel welcome. You know what I want you to want? to do that and so if you don't want to and you don't want to give a good customer experience then I don't want you in the business yeah I love that I love the concept not to 
for lack of a better word, like the cutthroat of just like, no, you either fit or you don't. And like, it's fine if you don't, but you're just not the right fit exactly. for here. It's fine if you don't. And there's a million other businesses that you could work in and you'll fit in per- perfectly. But I just run my businesses really based on on what I want it to be. Because at the end of the day, I feel like as entrepreneurs, that's why we create our business. It's kind of an extension of ourselves. Sure. And so whenever you were in Canada and you were running a business there and then you moved to Mexico, did you find it to be like a learning curve and like how businesses are run? Like I I find that very intriguing that you've been able to go into two very different places and successfully grow and scale and all these things. So tell me more about like how that was Um, what type of transition you experienced? Well, honestly, Google's your best friend. So I literally just Google everything that I don't know. And when I was in Canada running the janitorial business, I joined a young entrepreneurs group. And that kind of gave me just some simple foundations of business that I didn't know. And maybe Google wasn't going to teach me. And I had my manager who the general manager is my dad's best friend. And so I worked alongside with him and he helped Um, but I'm kind of just like a get out there and do it. So same when we opened this restaurant, all of a sudden I was like, oh, we need to cost recipes. I don't even know how to do that. So I created all the recipes myself and I would Google it and I would just reach out to people. I have a girlfriend in Canada who runs a catering business. So I called her a friend on the Island. Who's a chef called him. And I just kind of took all of their knowledge and then just kind of created something that works for us. I, I love it. I'm so impressed by you. Um, and your, your ambition and all the things that you're doing. It's very, you should be very proud of yourself. Not that you need me to tell you that I'm sure. No, thank Um, you. Um, so what's, what are you looking to do? Like what's next? I mean, I know that you're building this hotel, but tell me what, like, what's it look like two years from now? Um, I really want to slow down. So my kids always joke with me that I will never retire. I love working and I'm so passionate about my businesses. So it's not really work for me. But recently when I've gone into kitchen to cover staff, when I've gone into cover till or whatever else needs to be, I'm just not happy doing that. So I'm happier being the CEO and looking at the strategic plans for the businesses. And so what I feel like the plan is from now on is just to create enough revenue that I can keep hiring more people and keep removing myself more and more from the businesses, um, but not to stop growing. So after this next hotel, I want to open two hotels on Holbosch. Basically, we've created two different brands. K, which is our original hotel, is more a lower budget, but really nice place for, let's say, your average... 20 to 40 year old who likes to travel a lot, but doesn't want to stay in a hostel. So you're getting a fully furnished Airbnb with great internet. It's really comfortable. It has everything that you'll need. And it kind of feels like a hotel, but it's an apartment. And then the newest one that that we're going to launch is Mestizo. And Mestizo is a little bit more luxury. So it's same concept, but not for the same demographic. There we're looking more maybe 30 to 50. They have a higher budget, similar concept, but everything is just a little bit more luxury. Oh, I... I love it. And I will say, um, like I said, I earlier, I did look at your website and I, I am now questioning when we're going to have vacation there <laughs> because it looks, it looks enticing and amazing. Um, so I have two things that I always like, like to wrap up the episodes with. Um, the first one in the, in the name of the podcast, the mastermind mixer, we have to know what we're drinking. Give me your like daytime drink. Um, are we coffee drinkers? And then give me your like relaxing maybe we're going out maybe we're like what what are we having at night what are we having during the day so I do love coffee but it doesn't agree with my hormones so recently I've been a matcha lover so I'm a matcha with coconut milk and honey because we don't have any refined sugars in our lives and I've also been attempting not to drink as much but I do have like a 
deep, deep love for Malbec and Mezcal. Oh, I love that. If I'm going to have a drink, it's going to be like a really nice Malbec or maybe a passion fruit Mezcal. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, And then the last thing that I want to ask is just uh, where can we find you? Um, How can we keep up? I think the place that I'm most consistent with my content is on Instagram. Maybe it's just because we're familiar. We've been there for so long, so we're kind of there. I mean, the YouTube channel, I'm definitely going to keep it up. And so all of our um, handles for all of our websites and our social media is Our Loca Vida. Okay, that's amazing. And I will drop everything in the show notes as well. So um, it will not be hard to find you. I am very excited to see um, not only what happens with your companies, but seeing the transition into more travel, because that will mean that you have reached the goals that you have spoke about today. So I really appreciate you being here. um, And thank you with the time difference and everything. I I appreciate your time. And um, I'm just excited to see what comes for you. Thank you. This is so much fun. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You guys, that's another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes for the perfectly paired drink that accompanies our conversation. It's like the cherry on top to a great story. And here's the deal. If you enjoyed our chat as much as we did, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's like giving me a virtual high five, which I'm totally down for at any point in time. Stay tuned for more amazing guests and their incredible stories on the Mastermind Mixer. I'm always eager for another round of inspiration, knowledge, and maybe a few laughs along the way. Cheers.